uh, on this Memorial Day weekend, and of course I am going to be talking about that uh, this week, but I wanted to remind you to um, make sure that we are celebrating this holiday correctly. You know, Bob Terry said that many people warned this was going to happen. When Congress first considered moving Memorial Day from its original May 30th date to the last Monday in May, several experts cautioned that within 10 years, American citizens would forget the meaning of Memorial Day and instead would just celebrate a three-day weekend. And guess what happened? According to most surveys, that's exactly what went down. More people associate Memorial Day with the unofficial beginning of summer than they do the day that America honors those who gave their all for their country. To most people, Memorial Day is just a fun day. Just a day of rest and relaxation, a day to play and maybe cook out. But if you go to Garden Grove, California, on Memorial Day weekend, you can go to a four-day festival that's called the Garden Grove Strawberry Festival. And you can go and you can celebrate everything there is to do with strawberries. If you go to Sin City, Las Vegas, uh, they offer packages where you might be able to catch Barry Manilow at the Las Vegas Hilton. You might be able to catch David Copperfield at the MGE Grand, MGM Grand, or maybe even share at Caesar's Palace. But what's your Memorial Day going to look like? Maybe Bethel Baptist on Sunday and a family gathering on Monday? Well, listen, in order to make the most of our Memorial Day, I want to make a suggestion to you. I want to make a suggestion that you observe this day as a day of remembrance from the past to the present and then on to the future. Let's begin by remembering the heroes of our past. Few people enjoy facing the reality of death. Death seems so morbid, it seems so depressing and dismal. Our society even teaches that if we deny death by failing to prepare for it, then maybe it won't come. But death is coming. And death is real. Especially for the men and the women who have served in our nation's military. Nearly 1.5 million Americans have given their lives in military service since the beginning of our nation. It was their sacrifice that established our nation. It was their courage that kept our nation united in the Civil War. It was their heroism that crushed the Axis powers of evil in World War II. It was their relentless pursuit of bin Laden that ultimately brought him to justice. 
And so today we look back and tomorrow we're going to remember our deceased loved ones who gave their all. But we're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to do it with hope. If you would turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, just two verses of Scripture today that will surmise the crux of the message. And as Paul wrote to this church at Thessalonica, here's what he wrote to them. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. Verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Christians who have fallen asleep have gone on to enjoy their eternal life with God in heaven. The Bible says that to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Friend, that is our hope as Christians. No, that is our promise as Christians, amen, that we will be with God when we are absent from this body. Now notice that Paul doesn't say that these Christians have died. He says these Christians have fallen asleep. They're not dead. They've only gone from this life to a better life. And we have this living hope that one day we're going to be with them and we're going to see them again. Consequently, on Memorial Day weekend, we ought to remember our loved ones who've gone on before us. I say remember all of our loved ones who've gone on before us. And we don't grieve as those who have no hope. No, we have hope in Jesus. And so we'll see them again. Yes, we shed tears. Yes, friend, we shed tears. But it's not the same as those who have no hope. We have all lost loved ones in this building. And I want to tell you, I know from personal experience that it hurts. And the closer they are to you, the more that it hurts. And it don't get no better with age. I think it's just that we find ways to deal with it better. You know, in the Old Testament, Job. Job asked, if a man dies, will he live again? Now that's an interesting question. Because if you ask a scientist if he'll live again, he'll say, well, he may live again. If you ask a philosopher, he'll say, well, he hopes he'll live again. If you ask a common man that question, he'll say, well, he ought to live again. If you ask an atheist, if a man dies, will he live again? He'll say, no, he'll never live again. Friend, if you ask the Lord Jesus Christ, if a man dies, will he live again? Jesus will tell you, he shall live again. It's all about location, location, location. Amen? Where are you going to live again? 
Originally, Memorial Day was created to honor and remember those who had died in America's wars. And if you have deceased veterans in your family, listen, this is definitely a time to remember them. But I want to submit to you today that it's not just them. Here's what one person said that she was going to do. She said, this Memorial Day, I'm going to do something different. She said, I'm going to go to the florist and I'm going to buy a bunch of carnations and I'm going to go to a nearby cemetery and I'm going to look for markers and monuments of soldiers that don't have any flowers on them. And when I find one, I'm going to put the flower, my carnations on those monuments and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for that soldier's family. I'm going to pray for our country. And I'm going to pray for all who serve and who have served in the United States military. I want to pray a prayer of thanks for these distinguished men and women and their families who truly paid the ultimate price for their nation. Is that a great idea or what? If only we would take the time to do that, that would be effectively celebrate a Memorial Day. See, Memorial Day is about remembering your loved ones who have gone on before you. It's, but it's also remembering those who paid that ultimate price and appreciating why they died. When you're able to say, this soldier died for me and my family, when you make it personal, you will have celebrated Memorial Day in a real way. But Memorial Day is not just about remembering the past in my, in my view. Because I believe that remembering people in the present is an important way to celebrate a Memorial Day. Brothers and sisters, the worst kind of forgetfulness that you can have is to forget people. To be, get so caught up in your circumstances and in your tragedies and in your day-to-day -day activities that you forget people. One of the biggest lessons that I think we need to learn in life is that God didn't put us here for us. He put us here for others. The sooner you get that, the better off you're going to be. The sooner you get that, the more effective for God you're going to be. You're not here for you. You're here for someone else. We should remember other people every day, not just on Memorial Day. Mark Schultz, a young boy of 12 years old who didn't have a daddy, he loved to fish and he couldn't find anybody to take him fishing. And so he sent a want ad to the local newspaper asking for any adult that would to take him fishing. And do you know that he got 20 phone calls inviting him to go fishing? People he didn't even know invited him to go fishing. Friends, we need to remember other people in this life. 
If you don't remember other people in this life, you have sold yourself short. Because your life is about others. We need to remember them in a way that shows that we care for them. Remember them in a way that, that says we love you, whether it's taking them fishing or some other random act of kindness. There's always something we can do for others. Matthew 20, verse 28, the Lord Jesus himself said, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. The King of Heaven didn't come to be served, but to serve me and you, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So if Jesus came to serve others, what should we do? Say it if you know it. Serve others. See if this little poem applies to you. I gave a little party this afternoon at 3. It was very small, just three guests in all. It was I, myself, and me. Myself ate up all the sandwiches and I drank up all the tea. And it was I who ate the pie and passed the cake to me. Is that the way it is with you? Are you living your life counter to the reason that God created you? Are you living your life for you or for others? Sad to say, with most people, that's exactly the way it is with them. But because we are in Christ and Christ is in us, we need to be thinking about others. In Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35, the Bible says that Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in the synagogues. Oh, he was so busy. Preaching the good news of the kingdom. So, so busy. He was healing diseases and sicknesses. Oh, Jesus was so busy. But then he saw the crowds. Then he saw the people. And he had compassion on them. Because they were weary and helpless like sheep who didn't have a shepherd. When we see people throughout our day, are we moved with compassion? With all the different jobs that people have in our church, when you go to work, do you see the people that you work with? When you're at the ball field, amen. Some of you go at the ball field all the time, it seems like, with these days. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But do you see the people? Are you moved with compassion for the people that you see? Do you see all those people? More importantly, do you have compassion on them? The Bible says, Philippians chapter 2, that each of you, speaking to Christians, each of you should not look out only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. Paul wrote to the Galatian church, he said, you were called to be free, only don't use your freedom to indulge your own sinful nature, rather serve one another in love. Same book, Paul said, bear one another's burdens. 
and therefore fulfill the law of Christ. Same book, he said, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the household of faith. We're to remember the others. In our present day, we're to remember others, but we're also to remember our Lord Jesus in the present day. Every second, every hour of Memorial Day, don't you dare forget about your Lord Jesus. Not one minute should you forget the sacrifice of your Savior. Do you remember in Genesis chapter 5 where the Bible says that a man by the name of Enoch walked with God? Enoch walked and talked with God all day and virtually every night. And he made God his constant, constant companion. And as I read that, I said, why can't we do that? Why can't we make God our constant companion? All day long and every night. You know, many people can't even remember the Lord Jesus on the Lord's day. A day he deserves to be worshipped. But I say, if we're walking with him daily, if we're remembering him daily, when it comes to the Lord's day, that's going to be a piece of cake. It's another day that we're worshipping him. And we're just coming together on that day. Memorial Day. It's about remembering the heroes in our past. But I submit to you that it's also about remembering people and our Lord Jesus in the present. And one of the great blessings of being in this church family is that we're also building memories for others in the future. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, Paul wrote to his young protege, Timothy, and he said, I've been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandma, Lois, and then also in your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded it now lives in you also, Timothy. Timothy inherited this incredible faith foundation from Paul. Or from, from his mother and from his, his grandma. And I believe that we can create the same foundation in our children. And in our grandchildren. Building memories for others in the future. Let us make the very best memories for others that we possibly can. In the Old Testament... The Lord spoke to Joshua, and the Lord stressed to Joshua the importance of remembering the past. But he also stressed the importance of creating a memorial for the future. Yes, we remember our past, but we are also creating memorials in our future. Here's what God said to Joshua in chapter 4, in verse 1, the Bible says that it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke. Now when you read that, your spiritual antenna ought to go up 
And you ought to say, "Uh uh-oh, God's talking here. The Lord spoke to Joshua saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where your priest's feet stood firm, and you shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. And then Joshua called the twelve men who he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe, and Joshua said to those men, Cross over before the ark of the Lord of God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign. See, building memorials for the future generation is a sign of a church that is alive. That this may be a sign among you that when your children ask in times to come, saying, what do these stones mean? Then you shall answer those children and say that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children. They were building a memory for the next generation forever. God told Joshua, he said, I want you to have these stones assembled as a memorial to the mighty acts of God in the lives of his people for the next generation. If we're not building memorials for the next generation, we are failing as a church. We are to build memorials for our children and for our grandchildren. So what will they remember us for? Will they remember us because of our faith? Will they remember us because we loved them so much? Will they remember us because we were so kind to them? Or will they remember us for something negative? What will others remember us for? You know, years ago, the Salvation Army was holding an international convention. And its president, General William Booth, had gotten sick and couldn't go to this convention. And so because he couldn't be present, William Booth sent his entire message via telegraph in one word. Others. 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 And then he went on to write, Lord, help me live from day to day. In such a self-forgetful way that even when I kneel to pray, my prayer shall be for others. Help me in all the work that I do to be ever sincere and true. And to know that I do the work for you, but it must be done for others. Let self... Be crucified and slain and buried deep. It's all in vain. And may all my efforts repeat again. To 
to sincerely live for others. And when my work on earth is done, my new work in heaven has begun, may I forget the crown I've won while still thinking of others. Others, Lord. Yes, others. Let this my motto be. Help me to live for others that I might live like thee. The next generation may remember us for our love. They may remember us for our faith. They might remember us for how kind we were, but let us always hope and pray that they remember us because we remembered others. So I say to make the most of Memorial Day this year, let's honor Jesus. Let's honor Jesus Christ by remembering the heroes that He used in the past. Let's honor Jesus by remembering the people that He puts in our path in our present. And by all means, let's honor Jesus by building memories for others in the future. So as we honor our Lord Jesus and we remember the ultimate sacrifice He gave Not just for me and not just for you, but for all mankind in eternity past and eternity forward. Let's remember Jesus. Let's remember that God gives believers an eternal home in heaven if they'll place their faith in Jesus. Let us trust in the sacrifice that he gave. Not just for me or you, but for all of us. And I'll ask one question as I close. Are you ready to place your future in the capable hands of Jesus? As we look upon the crowds and we look upon the people at the ball field, And all those people at Walmart, do you know that many of them have not put their lives in the capable hands of Jesus? But God has placed them there so that you might minister to them. Tell somebody about Jesus. Let me pray. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for knowing what we needed long before we ever needed it. By seeing our sin cancer and providing the ultimate sin remedy. Lord, it breaks my heart to think that my sin cost Jesus his life. But he did it. And he did it willingly, voluntarily, just like the many men and women that have died for our country. Lord, in a congregation this size,
I don't have a single doubt that there's someone who's not placed their lives in the capable hands of Jesus. What a great day to do it. Lord, I pray that during this decision time, if they're ready to submit to the work, the sacrificial work of Jesus on the cross, Lord, they would just take a step forward. Just come forward and allow me to pray with them and and to show them what the Word of God says about how they can be saved from the penalty of sin. And that this Memorial Day might really have some incredible meaning for them. Because it was not only the day where their nation was saved, but maybe the day when they were saved. So Father, have your will and your way with all of God's people here today. And Lord, if there's one that's ready to make a decision, Lord, we welcome that. And we celebrate that. And ask you to lead them and guide them. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said. Amen.